0: Everybody and welcome to Richard Radio Adventures. My name is Richard KB5JBV down here in Texas. Yes, sir. So, uh, we're in the studio, we're going to talk about a few things. I do want to remind everybody that you are welcome to join us at our Discord server. Now, I understand Discord for those of some of y'all that know is mainly a streaming service for video games and stuff like that. However, the amateur radio community has started to invade Discord. We also have plans for doing live shows, some videos involved, all that good stuff. Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast, is definitely, definitely on its way back. And Richard's radio adventures may gradually fade into the background. However, y'all at least have these episodes. I'm gonna do my best to keep it going. But right now, we're trying to find out if there's still interest. And in, strangely enough, we're still trying to find out if there's still interest in Richard's radio adventures. And we know there's interest in Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast which we do plan to bring back as soon as the archive episodes have run their course. So, go over to the website, rfpodcast.info, or if you want to take the long way in, richardbaileytx, all together in those dot .info, stroke, rfpodcast, or you can just do the easy way, which is rfpodcast.info. Go over, check out the site, look around, take your time, enjoy yourself, leave comments, all that good stuff. Now, where the Discord server is concerned, we're trying to set up some live streaming so we can actually do some live shows. And pull down the audio for at least Richard's Radio Adventures, but do some videos as well. Uh, if you'll go check out YouTube, you'll find that we already have some videos over there having to do with DMR, some of the uh, complexities of getting uh, your DMR radios and your Pi-Star hotspots up and operating the way they should. So all this contact information is available over at RFpodcast.info. You can follow us on Facebook, all this other stuff, like I said. Click on any post over at rfpodcast.info, and you have a complete list of contact information for us. This time, I want to talk about Elmering again, sort of. Now, the reason this comes up is I have spent some time recently trying to Elmer a gentleman who went and took his test. He doesn't have a support system. No Elmers to help him along and all this other stuff. All he's really had because he lives a couple hundred miles out of not Portland, but whatever the uh, state capital of Oregon is. And quite honestly, the only person he's got Elmer in him right now is poor old Richard down in Texas. So. We've been having a discussion about noise on his HF rig. He went out and purchased a pre-made wire antenna. And he's having a lot of difficulty. Now, he seems to be able to hear a Japanese language station, which appears to be Chinese, but it's put out in Japanese. On this antenna, he has a time. He... ...is able to hear some stations, but they are not able to hear him and everything else. And we've spent most of the night this evening trying to track down some of the issues that he may have. Now, please understand, he does not have a support system. He does not have Elmers around him. He does not have people that have experienced some of the issues he's been experiencing. And he's having to come to good old Richard down in Texas to try and help him out. Let's start from the beginning. Apparently at some point, his name is Don, by the way. Don is trying to get into MCOM. He is recently licensed. He is a former police officer. And he has every reason. For wanting to be involved in MCOM. I applaud that. But. His support system. Is not what it should be. He really doesn't have Elmer's. Clubs are practically non-existent where he is. I don't know how many of you in the US know. And I'm sure even less know. In uh, Europe and the other countries. That. Oregon is pretty sparse. There's a whole lot of empty in Oregon. Now it's kind of like West Texas. There's a whole lot of empty out there. Here in kind of the northeast part of Texas, we're a little bit luckier because we have a lot of metropolitan areas. And the state capital is over 200 miles away from where he is located. He went out and purchased uh, what I would assume was a used uh, Kenwood TS-940. He also, in the process, got on the MFJ website and purchased a in-fed half-wave long wire antenna, you know, prefab thing from MFJ. And for those of you that have been around a while, we all know what MFJ stands for. So he's hooked this thing up and he's put the antenna up and unfortunately he's having a hard time hearing anybody. Now it's not the radio because he can pick up international broadcast and they're just making the needle jump smooth off the radio. He's here in some California and they're good and clear, but for some reason they cannot hear him. But what One of the, there are so many things going on with this, and it's so hard without directly communicating either by radio, by phone. Tonight we had a very long discussion via live chat on our Discord server, and he's short of guidance, number one. Number two, he's trying to make this thing work. Now, his goal is emergency communications, MCOM. And until he's able to communicate with other places with this uh, particular setup he has, MCOM is not going to work. So let's go back and work through the problem. In the very beginning, he was talking about a noise source. Well, it turns out that not only does he have a couple of minor noise sources in his house, he also has a, I'm not going to say high tension electrical line running down the front of his property, but it's a uh, fairly high delivery after the fact kind of thing. Uh, commercial delivery. He has an antenna that he did purchase from MFJ. But it's only at its highest point, about 20 feet off the ground. Now, this is a 63 foot long wire antenna with a matching box on the end of it. And more than anything else, the way the antenna is oriented, he is best suited at this point to be able to talk to uninhabited or sparsely inhabited portions of Canada. Anything that's out on Hudson Bay and Greenland back the other direction. um, He might be able to work Australia, uh, that kind of stuff, but he's still very low. So in that case, NVIS comes into play. So he's really having a hard time. With this particular antenna setup and radio setup. Plus, apparently, he heard someone or someone told him that he needed to go out and buy the best radio he could afford. Oh my God. There is so many things wrong with this scenario. The radio he went out and bought was a Kenwood 940. Now, they're good radios. Don't get me wrong. They're fantastic radios, even though Kenwood's tend to be a little deaf. But he's having to deal with, I don't know, 20, 30 switches and knobs on the front of this thing. He has uh, nested menus in this thing. And it can kind of be overwhelming for a new radio operator. I was very lucky. My very first HF rig was Kenwood TS-130. It was pretty sparse as far as features. But the upside of that is that because it was sparse on features, I got to learn how to use the features that were on it to my best advantage. In his case, he is a little overwhelmed. So Don, my buddy Don... We've become close since I met him he's actually someone who signed up for our discord server early on so we've got all these problems we need to work through so initially I told him go through the house find all the things that might be making noise and unplug them one at a time including vampire devices now for those of you that haven't heard that particular uh, description before. A vampire device is something that draws current even when it is not doing the job that it was created for. Good examples of vampire devices are cell phone chargers. If you leave a power supply on, even though you don't have the radio on, that's a vampire device. Cable boxes. Stuff like that. These are things that will draw current even though you're not using them. So he went around and unplugged stuff. He turned off breakers, all this good stuff. And he he was having a minimal amount of success trying to find the source of some of his noise. So we moved on from that to other considerations. At one point, I sent him a list. Of HFnet and told him to go ahead and monitor those. Mostly down in the 40 meter range. And this is because right now the solar cycle is kind of at a low and it's going to be easier for him to monitor stuff down around 40 meters or so after the Sun goes down. Okay. Now, he's not forthcoming with information, he kind of, you have to kind of dig it out of him, but he, I was told that he was able to receive what, after I looked up the frequency, turned out to be a Japanese language, Chinese broadcast, and it was coming in 40 over. He was able to pick up some transmissions from California. Which would make sense because he's in Oregon. But he was also able to pick up other stuff in the United States. Now, let's stop for a minute. Part of his problem also is antenna orientation. Because he's using a long wire. Any antenna that is a long wire antenna from a dipole to a ZEP needs to be broadside to the maximum amount of radio operators that you can point it at. Now, in his case, it turns out that the antenna is kind of oriented where it is broadside to north, northeast, and south, southwest. Well, when looking at Google Maps, it turns out that He's basically got this antenna where it's broadside to uninhabited parts of Canada, the Hudson Bay, and Greenland. And the other direction, he really doesn't have a whole lot going on down that direction other than Australia. Now, in the case of 10 meters, 15 meters, even 20 meters, This would work out okay, but in his case we're trying to find out if he's having a receive issue with his transmitter or the antenna, and because the antenna is oriented the direction that it is, he's not likely to hear a whole lot, because he's pointing across a huge amount of uninhabited area. So. As a large part of our discussion, after we talked about vampire devices, found out the layout of his property, and that kind of stuff, I advised him to try and reorient the antenna. Try and get it pointed more broadside to the southeast and northwest. Now... Northwest really isn't going to help him, but down to the southeast, then he's more inclined to run into states like Oklahoma, Texas, possibly Nebraska, Colorado, maybe Utah, that kind of stuff, where there is plenty more amateur radioactivity. Now, we're still waiting to see how this works out because we're doing changing a little bit and testing a little bit. But we spent a long time doing this tonight on the Discord server, talking to each other about it. Me looking at uh, pictures from Google Maps, trying to figure out, you know, what we could do about reorienting this antenna. To try and get him more um, more able to talk to some of these people. Now, the tragedy of this is that he went and got his amateur radio license. He is newly licensed. He's an ex-police officer. He's retired. He is trying to get himself set up for uh, emergency communication. And we talked at length about NVIS. And he's like, you know, I really, that's kind of what my goal is, because I'm really trying to do this and this and this. And I had to explain to him that, once again, and y'all heard me say this before, that everything we do in amateur radio is practice for something else. So getting on HF nets, uh, worked off states nets, county hunter nets, that kind of stuff on HF. That is practice, and sooner or later, yes, he wants to be able to get into the uh, EOC in the state capital, which is not Portland, well, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but that is his goal, to be able to get into the EOC, the state EOC, in the capital city of Oregon. And I understand that. However, to be able to do that, he needs to be able to communicate with other stations. Nowadays, most amateur radio operators have that backwards. Ooh, I want to be a DXer. Ooh, I want to be a a work all state. Ooh, I want to be a county hunter. Ooh, I want to do all this. And it's backwards because Well, in my case, I had a G5 RV that was only about 30 feet off the ground. And I was running it into an FT-897, which I used to have. And it turned out to be kind of the perfect setup. Because I could get 20 over signal back and forth between my setup here, just outside of Dallas, when I was over there, and the state EOC in Austin, Texas. Now, that's two to 300 miles. He's wanting to do something very similar. But one of the reasons I was able to do that is because I was working in DX on digital modes and voice. I was doing all these things that are not necessarily MCOM so that I could make sure that my antennas and my radio and my everything was ready to communicate with these people if I needed to. In his case, we're having to work through it a little bit at a time. Now, luckily, he has a large piece of property. Unluckily, he has a power line, above ground power line, that runs in front of his house. The upside is he's using an antenna that should be pretty much vertical or horizontal, which will mitigate some of that noise, but it won't mitigate all of it. And we're working through this one step at a time. Now, we've talked about training or at least doing stuff to try and get ourselves in a position where we can do the MCOM part. When we need to. But that takes us being able to do the other stuff also. So let's get back to the other end of it. My advice was that he reorient the antenna. That he try to get part of it higher than he has it right now. The highest point on his antenna right now is 20 feet. Now, in the case of 20 meters, it probably needs to be about 16 feet off the ground. He's trying to work 40 and 75. Now, 75, he's probably not going to be able to do because this antenna is not built for it. And I would like to advise everybody listening to my voice, do not buy a prefab long wire antenna from a ham radio store. Build your own. And I'll tell you why. Now, I've been licensed since 1988, and I have only owned two prefabricated HF antennas. Now, one of them was an AR-10, which was basically a 10-meter Ringo Ranger. Now, most of y'all should know what a Ringo Ranger is, but uh, I'm sure a lot of you don't. What it was was a 10 meter vertical with a matching hoop on the bottom and really didn't need any radials or anything like that. And I bought it secondhand. The other one was a pre-made G5 RV junior, which was good for 40 meters and up. Everything else that I have used since I have been an amateur radio for HF, has been built by me. Now, I will tell you about the 20-meter antenna that I used to work the Pacific Ocean on, that some number 12-stranded wire soldered one end, soldered to the uh, conductor, the other side soldered to the shield on a piece of coax. I will tell you all about the Delta loop that I used to use on that band we don't talk about. But I was able to get a 100 miles off of it, Ground Wave. I will tell you all about all these other antennas. I mean, I had a spool of number 12 stranded wire that I bought at Home Depot. And I don't remember if 50 feet or a 100 feet, but I built... A huge number of antennas out of that wire. Everything from 10 to 20 to uh, even a 160 meter antenna. Which I plugged one end into the, uh, a lug on the back of my antenna tuner. Ran it out the window. Up a 30 foot pole. Down to a 6 foot fence across the yard through a tree, back down to the six-foot fence, and then down the top of the six-foot fence until I had a quarter wavelength and actually worked, um, well, there's an all-states net called uh, 3905 Century Club. I worked probably a couple dozen stations on 160 meters on this antenna. Mostly because I had the other end grounded. So, for those of you that don't have guidance, find somebody that can help you. It doesn't matter if they live on your block, they're at your closest amateur radio club, or even if you have to get on the internet. I don't advise a Facebook, but there's plenty of guys there that might be able to help you if you can get past. The idiot. You can come over to our server on Discord, or there are several other amateur radio servers on Discord. You can try and connect with us on some of the other social networks. I would not suggest Reddit, because there's a whole lot of negativity there, and it's not a place for new amateur radio operators. But at the very least, send us an email. It's like I said, I spent about two hours with Don tonight. I have no problem spending time with the rest of you Because we're stronger together than we are divided. If we're divided. And it's all about passing or paying the information forward. Because it's getting harder and harder for us to stay in amateur radio because the league, the ARRL, has forsaken us. The FCC has forsaken us. They want to charge us 50 bucks, man, just to renew our license. And quite honestly, if I get called out for a disaster and emergency, I'm going to send them a bill. So we're running a little bit longer than the last one. I hope that some of this has helped you. Like I said, you can contact me and I will help at Resident Frequency, Richard's Radio Adventures, even KB5JBV himself. We are all about making sure that the new guys get the Elmering they deserve. That they are able to get the information they need to progress in the amateur radio hobby. And all I ask, the only payment I really ask, is that you pass that information along to others. So, this is our second episode for the night. Um, The previous episode and this one got done this evening. And I would like to apologize one more time for the lateness of some of these episodes uh, because I found myself in the hospital a few weeks back and I'm trying to get caught up right now. So with that, Let me go ahead and cut y'all loose. We are running a little bit longer than we did last time. And if you have any questions whatsoever, contact me at the website, rfpodcast.info. Or contact me over at the Discord server. We can do voice over there, so we can actually talk it out while we're working on it. But you can also get me on Facebook, all the uh, normal culprit, but I'm begging you, if you can't get the information moved forward please contact me, if I can't help you, I'll put you on I will point you in a direction where somebody can so with that, I will go ahead and let y'all go we will talk to y'all next time please don't be a stranger this is KB5JBV 73 everybody We gotta go.